Scam Life, the program side. A weekly podcast for summer camp professionals. Hosted by Kurt Jackson and Chris Callow. Now it's time for another entertaining episode. Exploring the fantastical world of summer camp programming. Welcome back to the Scamp Life podcast, the programming side. And we, uh, whether you like it or not, we are doing another magazine style yeah, baby. Uh, podcast because we like it. Um, yeah, we do. Hope, hopefully you do. You enjoy listening to it. You can always give us a holler and call our number, which we will bring up at the end of the show. If you would like to uh, tell us yes or no to liking this. But we enjoy doing these. We hope you enjoy listening to them. It is just kind of a fast Fast ideas, really, like 10 quick ideas uh, that are very random. We pick, we have 10 topics we cover, and they're just ideas for each of them. So you get a little bit of everything in these episodes, like a magazine. There you go. So, All right. So and I, uh, oh, sorry, I have number one. <laughs> you have number one. I was going to say, Chris, should we just jump into it? Yeah, number one. So right. this is, oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, we're talking about a camp-wide activity or event, right? Yes, number so one. this yep. is a camp-wide activity event. And this I saw on the Summer Camp Professionals page from 2017. So it's <laughs> pre-COVID. Um, but Jamie Mondero, Mondero March is who posted this. And looking at it, they have a whole like kind of how to play it. There's a whole thing on here. But if you search under the Summer Camp Professionals page, if you search Pokemon Camp is what it's called. But it is a combination of steeplechase and counselor hide and seek is, is essentially the way it goes. And it looks very interesting. It's almost like Pokemon Go with your counselors at camp. So your normal counselor hide and seek. But then there's some battles that they can do when you find them. You get different things. You claim your counselor. You know, it's like you caught your Pokemon. Right. You catch a counselor. And then there's some activities you can battle them against other counselors. And they have different abilities and different things they can do. And so you've got to make sure you battle your counselor against the right counselor because they may not have, you know, their abilities may not be able to defeat other counselors. It was really, I'm like, this is kind of cool. And so if you were even doing a Pokemon um theme or something like that i i feel like my mom you got that pokeman um <laughs> going on that did uh, is that still a this, thing that's really cool on go uh yes it is weirdly enough it kind of had a comeback this summer oh okay they, they added some different things i have tons of staff that do it which is so funny did you yeah. ever do it back in the day yeah yes i did originally i caught my pikachu and <laughs> Nice. That's it. That's all I did. Okay. I, it might even still be on my phone, but I have not since then. You, you retired on top? That. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I went out. It is no longer on my phone, so I don't <laughs> okay. even have the app anymore. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, I thought that was Always... cool. So if you search Pokemon Camp under the Summer Camp Professionals, you will get a whole, uh, Jamie has a whole, like, how-to page, everything. Oh, wow. Cool. I always like... Uh, seeing somebody take something that's popular and turning it into mm -hmm. a camp activity. Yes. A while ago, somebody did one for among us and I, it was really, it was oh, 2020. Really? So, cause we okay. played it with our, um, our group that was here for e-learning and they really liked it. It was like a live among us. Thanks. Yeah. All right, right. You have number two, a program idea. I do. My programming idea is to do a like a i guess decathlon but 
maybe more relay. So you take your camp activities, archery, ropes, rock climbing, boating, what have you. And you have teams of two, three, or four. And they have to discuss what their best events are. So one person per event, they run to, let's say, archery's first. You run, you hit the target, hit balloons, whatever. And then you tag your teammate and they Mm -hmm. go to the next events. And then from then, maybe that first person has Mm -hmm. to go to whatever event they're going to do next. And so you just do a relay of all the camp activities. You've got obviously not all campers can play at one time, but you have rounds. And I think that would be uh, a blast to do. I don't know why I hadn't thought about doing that before, but just that, that relay or decathlon type of competition. That is, we we did something very similar at my last camp, but you had to carry a box of Twinkies with you. <laughs> oh, location. Right. I remember you told me. And so, yeah, I don't I think I would do the, the Twinkie Twinkies. thing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing that as a kid. Like, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. But yeah, I, I like doing it as a kid because I got like, I was at, oh, what are you good at? Oh, I'm right. good at this thing. And so then I got to excel and kind of shine in my area. So, so did you, out. well, like how big was your team? Was it the whole cabin or was it just a couple of people? It was people? the cabin. Yeah. So okay. 10 of us in the cabin. Yeah. I, I like the idea of each person having to do two or mm-hmm. more activities, but I can see, I can see what you're saying. The The problem is if like, if you shine at one thing, what if one of the other kids shines on that same thing? Yeah, yeah. It it was almost like our discussion about counselor uh, or camper choice that we had on Kelly and Natalie's podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, it's Camp Life podcast, the other side. Yeah, we talk with them about uh, counselor choice or rotations and how hard it is to like make sure everyone gets their choice. And that it was definitely that way of, oh, you're both good at archery, so who gets to do it? Right, right. That's true. Usually it was determined by, of course, the olden ways of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> of <Yeah>. course, <laughs> how everything should be determined. That's right. <laughs> All right. So I, number three, you got a staff idea? Yes, I have a staff idea. And I, again, saw this on Summer Camp Professionals page. Stephen McGuire posted this way back in 2015. <laughs> uh, very simple idea. And I these are, love these it. These are he deep call- cuts. Yes, yes. But he called it popsicle power and i love this so it is just during your staff weeks while you're doing training so this is not a team building time this is not a i mean you don't even tell the staff you're doing this this is just a very passive observation thing you tell your leadership team so they know what to look for but you set out a box of popsicles and then you tell you know you have them there you finish up your class and you tell the staff hey there's some popsicles over there take a break um, you know, go and go and enjoy some popsicles. And then the administrative team, the leadership team is just watching. They're keeping an eye, you know, who gets the popsicle first, who, you know, what do they do? Do they, they open the box for everyone else? Do they take one for themselves, walk away? Do they share? Do they complain that they have to open the box? Do you, you <laughs> kind of see your leaders. Um, you see even like, just make sure there's someone making sure everyone gets them. If you do those dumb little, um, 
I can't think what they're called, but they're like the popsicles in a like the little plastic bags that you have to cut off the top because you can't rip it with your teeth ever. What? Those, those little they're like normal popsicles you have now. It's like a long stick and a plastic bag. I it doesn't have the stick. I'm thinking of the the what is it called? The little like a, a just a little tiny strip of popsicle you got to push to the bottom and, and eat oh, it. Oh, push-ups? Yeah, but it's not a push-up because they have the little straw that you push up. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. It's going to bug me. But... but it doesn't have the straw? You, you just push it? Yeah, you just push it with the plastic thing. It's the... Like the Gogurt? Yeah, but it's a popsicle. Flavor <laughs> oh. ice. Flavor oh, ice. Oh, like Otter Pop? Yeah, or an Otter Pop. Yes, all of those. Okay. Good night. My brain is going. <laughs> and so... But even looking at, like, does somebody grab some scissors and help everyone else cut their that dumb little plastic top off the top? You also see, do they throw the trash away? Or are they just leaving it places? If they make a mess with the popsicle, who's cleaning up that mess? And so it's a lot of observations. You get to see kind of where your staff are just by watching. I'm like, that is a really oh, good idea. Interesting. Because, I, I mean, sometimes I'll do that. I'll throw trash on the ground. And as we're all walking somewhere, I've thrown it on the ground ahead of time. And then as we walk by, does someone pick up that trash? Who's yeah. picking it up? And just to get that observation of who took they it. They don't see you throw it down though, right? No, no. You do it okay. ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> and then you you come, you walk them back by. And hopefully the trash is still there. So it ends up blowing all over your camp yard. Right. Yeah. I'm like, that's a neat idea. So good job, Steven. That was a uh, popsicle power yeah. under summer camp professionals. Yes, neat ideas. I don't know if he... Uh post lately i haven't been on there as often as i used to be but mm -hmm. he, he always had neat little posts yeah it looks like well i mean if we do most recent on here september so he had some all right oh no no that's a lie okay that's a different steven yeah so no not in a while but a he's while. got some good ideas so i hope you're okay steven that's all i'm saying yeah. all right so I've got in the news. We, you know, Chris in and I were just news. talking about the in the news and how not sure we're going to keep this as part of our top or, or our ten yeah. things because it always seems like it's kind of a downer. Things that mm -hmm. make the news aren't necessarily good things about camp. Yeah, usually. yeah, and maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. I'm not sure, but the the one that I did come up with was recently there was a six-year-old drowning in a uh it was a i believe a parks and recreation camp and a father of a, another six and a half year old in california um who drowned at camp he went out to help this family and he's starting to do the media rounds about how this is the dark secret of summer camp right oh yeah yeah and uh really pushing so he's he's dissing on summer camps oh yeah saying. yeah because it, mainly what he's he's uh upset about are camps that aren't accredited hmm. right that aren't accredited that aren't because there's no governing body that's holding camps accountable unless they choose to be accredited. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm wondering if this is not going to be something in the future where 
I feel like our parents going so although we even camps at our credit have been pushing like only go to a credit camp for years for decades yeah. right but will it take something like this where they say hey listen all camps need to be accredited okay. will that ever happen who knows I mean, I get it. I get why I especially like the ACA accreditation like that is right. I mean, it's extensive and you make sure you're safe and your camp is doing it. But I'm I'm with totally agree. I think the accreditation process is good, especially on like so those activities like, hey, if you're going to have horses at your camp. Here's the standards to right, safely right. have horses. If you're going to do this. And I think that's a big thing. If you're going to have a pool, uh -huh. you're going to have yeah. a lake or something like that. I mean. And we essentially do that now with lifeguard. You know, you if you have a pool, here's your lifeguard has to go through some training, whether it's Red Cross or so I know. I'm sure there's other lifeguard training out there, but you have to have a life, you know, train lifeguard. And yeah. so yeah. We have yeah. a little bit of that now, but having more is not bad, I don't think. Yeah. But it's just gotta be careful how far you go. So that's making the rounds. Yeah. Um, and that is in the news. All right. Yeah. Let's move well, on to social media spotlight. Okay. Before you go there. Yeah. I just want to share with everyone, you know, since we are, since usually in the news is kind of depressing and we kind of like to keep this podcast usually a little Light. happier. Yeah. M maybe one of our listeners has an idea for a topic that we could switch in the news out with something else. We have tried this before. I know we did not get anything, but maybe somebody <laughs> right now is going, I would like to hear this. So our number. 407-710-8770. You can call and leave a message on our Google Voice. You do not have to talk to people like we get it. I don't like talking to people either. This is you call and leave a quick voicemail or you know what? Message us. Send something over, over Facebook to us or whatever. If you know us on Facebook or things like that or comment on this podcast. But maybe you got a great idea for a topic. We can trade in the news out for something a little more fun, a little more happy. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good idea. Um, let us know what you guys think. All right. Social media spotlight. Social media spotlight. This just, and now you're listening to this a little bit later than we recorded, but this just came out a couple days ago. Um, Lori Catherine shared this post, the Kent District Library, um, which is the Caledonia Township branch. I don't even know where that's at, but <laughs> did this and i thought it was hilarious they created like a museum style space so like the glass cabinet with lighting you know the little uh, labels and everything but it was for lost water bottles of summertime and so anyone that had lost their water bottle at this library their water bottle is now on display in this cabinet with <laughs> and they even put like i mean they gave them fun names like one of them has a bunch of stickers of campy things and it just says wanderlust on there and um talks about you know it's a mixed media because it's a water bottle and stickers uh, there's another one called the collector it says metal plastic and vinyl adhesive and it just it looks like an art display but for lost water bottles right. hilarious it is so funny i would love to do that camp my only fear is it might encourage more lost water bottles because people <laughs> want their their bottle like featured you know like i could see kids just purposely leaving them behind so that they get featured in the museum. So I thought that was kind of funny though. Yeah. Well, I think that's cool. Like All that right. Too. You're up next with my favorite category. Oh boy. Trivia. All right. Well, 
since Christmas is coming up, I thought I would uh, give you some Christmas trivia. Oh, okay. Um, keeping score this time too. <laughs> so let's see. Yeah, let's see how well you do. I will. Uh, what do you think? Ten? Ten questions? Good. Oh, ten are always good. Yeah, it's a good number. All right. So let's let's see how well. All right. And now this is it. I'm not doing anything that's uh, fancy schmancy like Chris usually does. These are just going to be just straight just up random trivia. trivia questions. All right. All right, Chris. In which country is a witch believed to drop gifts for kids through chimneys on Christmas? That's normally associated with Halloween. Right? So it's going to be, it's definitely a European country. I will say oh, it's not Norway because they have their Santa. Let's go Finland. Italy. Italy, all right. Italy, okay. European country. Yeah, that's pretty close. All right, you have a, a faith-based camp there. So, after yes. leaving Bethlehem, where did Mary, Joseph, and Jesus travel to? Jerusalem, Egypt, Egypt. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. They fled to Egypt. So, you are zero for two. Uh, and I stuck it up on the faith. <laughs> We're going to cut that out. And uh, I'm going to guess Egypt. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll throw you, I'll throw I'm you gonna, uh, an easy one. Give me, give me a curveball. Yeah. In the song, 12 days of Christmas, what kind of tree is the partridge sitting on? A pear tree. There you go. There you go. Got one. One. <laughs> I'm putting it down. All right, Mark who it. invented the first strand of Christmas lights? That was tough. I don't that, know if you've heard of this person or not. That was um, very interesting. I do know this. So his name was Albert Christmas Strand. And what he did <laughs> is um, he was messing around. He This is right after the light bulb was invented. He had several of them, and he just connected them by wire, and then... Um, while his wife was messing around, she accidentally spilled some paint on one of them and it had this red glow. Oh. And so Mr. Strand is like, hey, we can make a whole thing of Christmas light strands and uh, hang them around. Yeah, that's the And he became the the a uh, multi-hundredaire. Yeah, multi-hundredaire. Um, it's funny uh, that you mentioned company, light bulb. Am I, am I looking for a country? Is that the... No, it's interesting you oh, said like not a country, um company. Thomas Edison. Yeah, that's what I, I would have said him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought I'd I, I was thinking more company, like, oh, is it Walmart? Oh. Is it uh gotcha, gotcha. And then, then I said this is gonna be more fun to come up with a story. Yeah, I like the story. That was good. Yeah, like that was good. <laughs> All right. Before Christmas lights were even invented, what did people put on their Christmas tree? Is it candles? Do they put candles on the tree? They I did. Feel like that's all Doesn't that seem dangerous? Hazard. Man, right? that'd be so dangerous. Even now, with without fire around it, the Christmas trees are like one of the most like <laughs> serious dangerous things. And so, okay, according to Austrian folklore, which horned creature kidnaps kids who are naughty oh, during Christmas? Krampus. Yeah, Krampus. nice job. Yeah. Nice job. And what is European countries? We got a witch dropping right. presents. We got Krampus stealing children. All right, let's bring Come it back on. to the States. 
Which was the first state in the U.S. to declare Christmas an official holiday? I will say it's got to be New York. That's what I'm going to say because they got like Macy's and the. <laughs> yeah, that's a good guess, but it's Oklahoma. 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 Right. That would not have been in my top 40 <laughs> of the states I would have picked. The, very interesting. Okay. I'm at two. Okay. Maybe three, depending on how you edited this podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. How much time? Oh, yeah. How much time does a Christmas tree need to reach average height? Are we talking years? We're talking years. We're talking years. I will say six to seven years. 15 years. Good Lord. Yeah. That's a a lot of time. We're just chopping them down right and left here. Right? Crazy. Yeah. I thought that when I read that, I was like, whoa. All right. This, this you should get, which is the first company, which used Santa Claus for their advertisement. Macy's. Why? Come on, Chris. Toys are us. You're killing me. Uh, Sears and Roebuck. Coca-Cola. Oh, I, they were polar bears. I thought <laughs> they are now. <laughs> Hallmark. Hallmark. <laughs> All right. Mention two popular names for Santa Claus. What are two other names? Oh, Chris Kringle. There you go. Uh, St. Nicholas. Yeah, nice. So are those the two big ones? Those are the two big ones. All right, that's ten. You wanna you want a few bonus ones? Get, give me some bonus ones because right. I'm at I think eight is how many I have right so far. <laughs> <You wish. laughs> the movie Miracle on 34th Street is based on which it. real life department store? Macy's. There you go. Got that one. I knew I'd get one. Whose nose was actually a button? Oh, Frosty. Yay! Rudolph. Is it Rudolph? Right, I'll give you one more. Let's let's test you a bit. Can you name the kings who visited baby Jesus? They had names? <laughs> I mean, is Wenceslas in Good King Wenceslas? Is that one? <laughs> You're like, is it uh, Jerry, Steve, yeah. <laughs> and Fred? <laughs> and Fred. So obviously, no. No, no. I, I got, definitely cannot name them. Melchior, Casper, and Balthazar, I think that's how you say those. Balthazar, <laughs> right? I don't know where it says that, but I am... may have to uh, to double check that. Yeah. How many reindeer are included? Uh, are there including Rudolph? Is it an eight? Eight tiny reindeer. Although probably Rudolph is nine. There you go. Nice job. I wouldn't have got that. All right. I'd say you're about 50-50. Is that oh, about I, right? I am definitely like 30. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is, I am not, not one of my favorite holidays. What? I do not like Christmas. It's not, I don't like winter to begin with. So staying away from Christmas is part of that. But no, I am. Uh, Although I know you don't like surprises and gifts being like nope. a major thing of Christmas. I can see that Christmas Christmas is 
my my favorite i just i love the i guess growing up in california we didn't have the you know southern california yeah exactly but it was it was cooler and i don't know there's the lights and the songs it is a nicer like even on every now and then i'll hear like you go to hobby lobby and all the christmas stuff right Right. like oh this is kind of a nice magical but then like even as an adult now i'm like oh I got to write presents. I got to, there's just. It, it can be a little stressful. It's stressful. And I do not care for it. Expensive. Yeah. But for, for years, I have been trying to convince my family. And it. I almost had them when we had all of our foster girls and we had eight kids. Uh, but I'm like, let's not do presents and let's just all go to the beach. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. Just, just get away and relax. Right. Like spend the money that we would have bought each other on <laughs> stuff that we don't really need anyway. And yeah, go somewhere. And you couldn't you you were we vetoed. I was vetoed. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for playing. Uh, let's go on to craft idea or tip. This is this is your category. I do like my craft ideas. Uh, so this is one, and we've done this for a couple retreats out here at camp, and it has gone over very well. But do you remember those little pony bead lizards? Do you remember everyone would make and they'd have on their keychains? They were like little alligators. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So we did that, except we made it out of foam. The the fun noodles, the little pool noodles. What so you buy the pool noodles and you you chop them, and they're about two inches in width. And you get a big old thing of rope, and it's the exact same way how you do the pony beads, except it's giant beads. And so your little lizard is about three foot in length. Um, <laughs> do not put them on your keychain. I was gonna say I can't put pocket. that in my pocket. Yeah. No, but it has been a very, very popular. And what's hilarious, the kids they're like that have come to the retreats, I've done it. We'll hear calls from parents. They're like, I remember making these little ones as kids. So like there's the nostalgia factor. That's so funny. Parents like, this is so cool. And they're really How do liking. you melt those? Like, wow, how? No, you're thinking of perler beads the, where you'd like put the iron on and flatten it. Yeah. So these are, di- these are the pony beads. So these are the hard plastic beads. Oh, and so it's that, like yeah. strung together. And so, yeah, you just string it together. Gotcha save big money and and does that take like one full pool noodle it is i if i remember i was like two and a half pool noodles oh per so this is like a three dollar craft yes yeah okay okay sharing my screen so you can see it here and you can admire it (laughs) this this is great podcast material right here you're showing it oh yeah yeah that's yeah okay I know. Yeah. That's cool. I know. They're fun. How they're kind of uh, fun to make. Who's the one cutting all those up? Uh Carrie did. She cut a bunch of them up. Oh so moly. She I mean, we just set up, we have a little bandsaw, and so she just put a little oh okay, like, yeah, yeah. Piece of wood, and then you just keep scooting over when it touches the wood, you slide across the saw, touch the wood, slide. So she kind of made a little uh oh that's cool. Whatever. You can watch oh, watch television while you're doing that. Yeah. Okay. Lose a finger. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's somebody's Etsy account that they're selling them for thirty dollars. But this is where we saw it online. Like, oh wow, we could make that. That would be way easy. Did you do it this summer? Not this summer. We saw it at the end of summer, and so we have done it for three retreats now. Three different groups. Okay. One of them was little kids, so eight year old, I guess, younger eight year olds. Oh. Um, they struggled a bit because. Yeah. 
the beads went everywhere. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's fun noodles all over our, our craft area. Uh, and then we did it with a grandparent group. We had a grandparent grandkids. And so the grandparents were good help. That was good. Okay. And then we did it with a teen group and it was crazy popular with the teens. That's they awesome. loved it. That's awesome. So, yeah. Fun noodle lizard. All right. I'm going to uh, move on to theme ideas. The only reason I'm using this theme I, I've talked about in the past, but amazing race as, oh, yeah. as a theme um, because you can spread it out over a week because usually you think amazing race would be a special event. And I think mm-hmm. I have a book that is how to run an amazing race for your camp. And it's probably behind the uh, escape room the book. This is my yeah best-selling one uh, most popular, but as far as a theme, you can add in the recipes or I guess food, the games of different countries. Oh, and yeah. that can be part of the whole theme. You can add in different travel elements, uh, talk about, you know, trains, planes, automobiles. I mean, there's just a lot you can do with the amazing race, do a lot of cooperative challenges. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a really neat theme because it encompasses different cultures and that type of thing. Um, or you just an amazing race around the U S and you could talk about the different States. So, yep. That's my theme idea for this episode. So number nine <laughs> is theme meal. That's you. What do you got? Did I, my, and it does not fit your theme because I didn't know what your theme would be. So this is a completely different thing. I was trying (laughs) to think of some different ones. And one of my themes I was coming up with is doing kind of an art theme, craft theme, being very artistic and and kind of painting. Even I, we did just a painting retreat recently, and that was a fun one. But the theme meal then would be a every color of the palette uh, food. So trying to hit every color in your in your thing. And so I, I looked up some like, okay, I need some different colored food. So I came up with you kind of your red, you got some Buffalo chicken, okay. Buffalo chicken wings. Um, your orange is your carrots, uh, yellows, corn, you know, you can have some of your broccoli, maybe get some veggies in there or salad with the, uh, have a pre dinner meal with the okay. salad, um, blue and purple. You got your blueberries and grapes for a little snack at the end with maybe some white, uh, fruit dip to dip it in things like okay. that. So I, that was one. The other one I saw that I really, really liked is somebody made spaghetti noodles and it made it in like five different pots. So in one pot, the spaghetti noodles, they put in red food coloring and then orange food, you know, and just had all the different colors. And then they, after they were done and drained, mixed them all together. So then you just got rainbow spaghetti on your plate and it looked oh, cool. really cool. I'm like, that would be neat. Kind of fun to do Yeah, for uh, that. The other idea I had uh, for a dessert I've seen where you can just buy, you get icing and you color the icing and then they get like a square circular cookie and then they paint their cookie with the different colored icing. Oh, so they would okay. put the icing. But fitting that kind of art theme for your, if you had an art theme or a painting theme, crafty theme. So, I like that. Yeah, Very cool. All right, our last one is miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. A little bit of everything. You kind of get to pick. All right. So what I chose 
was we had somebody leave a message on our Google Voice. Ooh. Uh, thank what? you, Sherry Stewart. Uh, and she had a question. She had a question for us. Per camper, what do you spend on arts and crafts per week? Ooh, way too much. That's my answer. Do you? Yeah, yours um, would be different. I remember, like, I feel like it was like a dollar a camper when I did it, and I, and I feel like I talked to other camps that were like a quarter. Yeah, you know, a, a camper because they would buy some bulk thing on Oriental Trading, mm-hmm. and it would be some. Not not putting. I love Oriental Trading. Okay, they've got some good stuff, but these would be trash things that the kids would do, yeah. and they would go right into the bin. Um, but I know there are there are camps that do a lot more, like three to four dollars per camper. But what do you like? Do you do a do you work it out that way? You go, okay, this is how much we're gonna do per camper. But I know you sell some of them we too. Do. Yeah, so we changed up our craft program several years ago. Because uh, when we came here, that was that way. Like, every camper, here's the crafts you can do. And it's yeah. free, didn't cost anything. And so it was. It was junk that we we saw that ended up in the track. You know, we'd paint a rock or we'd paint a stick or whatever. Um, the year, the probably the second or third year we were here, we made these flip-flops. And it was just dollar flip-flops from the dollar store. And then... Uh, which is probably $1.25 now. And right. then um, we just got a bunch of fabric and you could tie the fabric on and you kind of made these fluffy looking flip-flops. So those were crazy popular with our girls and um, some of the guys wore them. And then we did uh, duct tape wallets with the guys. So it, you're spending about $2 maybe a camper. After that, we were like, we're changing up our entire craft program and now they pay. So they essentially cover the cost of crafts. And so we have some crafts that cost $8. They, you know, buy a water bottle. They do the hydro dipping, things like that. Um, Some crafts are cheap. We still have some free ones. There's some free ones in there that they can do that don't cost anything. The friendship bracelets, things like that. But for the most part, all of our crafts are cost are covered by the campers when they come in each. We look and just see how much like this fun noodle lizard I just talked about. Going to be about $3 to make. And so that's what they would, uh, if they want to make it, they'll pay $3. Okay. So you don't try to make a profit from that. It's just to cover the no, materials. Yeah. There's no, no profit in the craft room it is just covering the cost. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So there you go, Sherry. Yeah. Um, cool. Good question. Yeah. We like those kinds of questions. Hopefully we'll right? get some more of those in the uh, voicemail. I hope so. Hope so. Like that. All right. So I think that covers our magazine style number six episode yeah I, I love these i hope everyone's enjoying these this is yeah this is something we like talking because you do you get 10 random kind of ideas just <laughs> fun oh my gosh i just looking at the calendar are you excited i'm excited <laughs> listen this is you and in fact i, I had to cut myself i have off. questions that i want to ask you on this <laughs> um but next week we're going to talk about uh Things Chris has seen on TikTok yes. that I, uh, you know, apply to camp programming or whatever programming he's doing, probably thinking about doing, getting ideas. And I, yeah, I have 
questions on how to find this stuff, Chris. I, yeah, it's not coming up on my I, feed, is what I'm saying. I did have I had to cut myself off too because I have so many things I've seen. On so TikTok. these are gonna be your top ideas. These this will be uh, episode one of Salt on TikTok. <laughs> uh, we'll see how many of these we end up doing because I just kind of picked the first set of ones I have saved that I like. <laughs> so, cool. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. That's next week. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed this magazine style podcast again. We would love to hear from you. Give us a holler at holler. Our Google voicemail 407-710-8770. Or if you're like Sherry, maybe you have a question that we can answer. Uh, we'd love to hear that. But otherwise, until next time, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks for listening. See ya.